All right, we're live. We are live. Nice. Yeah. It's good to have Danny Palm back on the keys, you know. He had a fill-in guy, some Brian Fiddleton or something like that was his name, I think. He did a good job. He kept the show rolling. You did. He he really took care of the sponsors, which was a really good touch. Whoa. Did you hear that, Evan? Yeah, I did. Whoa. We could like hear the neon buzz like distinctly in our headphones when you turned that on. That was weird. Thought I, was I, I thought I was getting electrocuted for a second or something. Evan DeRucci. What's up, dude? How Not you feeling? Much. Feeling pretty good. I'm excited. Excited I'm, for the fight. Excited I'm to talk to you guys. It's been a long time coming, for sure. We're going to get to that. This is the show before the show for now, so we need to talk about stuff that's really not as important. So here's what I'm going to ask you. We're still a week out, mm-hmm. a little over a week, a week and a day. week out from weigh so I don't feel quite as bad. I'm sure you're cutting weight a little bit right now, but it's not, like, terrible yet. What foods do you crave the most when you're cutting weight? Ooh. Pizza. I love pizza. Pizza? Yeah, there's some good pizza places around. There are. Yeah. Around where I'm at, and it's close, too, so it gets dangerous. And then I, I just moved I just moved to uh, California. You know where? Yeah. University of California? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, My they, wife went there, actually. Yeah, it's a real nice school there. Yeah. But uh, they put in a, um ice cream shop down there, Ooh. and it's within walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How far is the drive from Cal to Indio? Uh, it's like 45 minutes. That's what I figure. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... It's rough. It's yeah. rough. It, it, it's because if you, I go up every day, so it's like right. I got you. It's, I'm filling up, and I have a good car too. I got that. I got a Honda Civic, so I get good like gas mileage. Yeah, in. like nice. thirty five, thirty five a gallon, or yeah, thirty five miles a gallon, and That's I still g- fill up like every two days. Three Adds days. up, man. Adds up quick, yeah. especially. I don't. I feel like. Maybe I'm just tripping because I've had cars with like mediocre gas mileage, but it seems like nothing gets amazing gas mileage anymore unless you go like a hybrid or you know yeah. electric or whatever. Well, that's because all the the roads around here it's just constantly stopping and going and yeah. turning. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. See, you're a smart man. That's that's a yeah. great point right there. It's probably exactly what it is. Yeah. I got those um, uh, low profile tires on my car too, and it's like if I look at my tires the wrong way, they get knocked out of the line. <laughs> it's <yeah>. horrible. <laughs> yeah, because all the bumps and stuff. More expensive to replace, probably too, with that. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, dude, you uh, grew up Bethel Park. No, you Bethel Park boy. Where are you from? No, I grew up Fredericktown, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. Why did I think Bethel Park, Danny? Yeah. Did you think Bethel? Well, Park? my I went to Beth Bethlehem Center School. That's district. what I'm thinking. The Beth. Yeah, there was a Beth attached to you in my head, yeah. and I just assumed it was Bethel Park. Yeah. Okay, where's Fredericktown? Fredericktown's like, but you know where Centerville is? No. So like uh you get on Route forty, you hit Route yeah, Forty on Centerville. I'm gonna Google map. Yeah. Wow, since we're show before the it's show. Kind of, it's like it's about like tw- fifteen minutes from Brownsville too. So oh, okay. Yeah, it's around that area. Rice's landing just south. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I lived I lived in a few I lived in a few places there. Sandy Plains, Fredericktown, Cal now. These are you're speaking like a foreign language with those. I've I've heard of none of those places. That's crazy. Well, cow. So cow, cow obviously. Le, yeah. Okay. I'm well, Rich, Richieville's right in smack dab in the middle of Centerville. Nice. Yeah. But they're all coal mining. Yeah. Yeah. Coal mining towns. They all. Yeah. They all feel like the same place to me. Like Brownsville, Cow. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah a, they pretty much basically are. the same place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Nice, dude. Well, get I'm the gl- ri- get the river though. That's yes, the, that's the best. That part is of it. that's Cal. They call it the Harvard on the Mon, right? Yeah, <laughs> which is. I always thought that was funny, but it is a beautiful campus, honestly. Like, oh, really? they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. They just merged, too, with Edinburgh oh, yeah, and Clarion. Called. Yeah. It's like Penn, it's Penn, Penn West, West now, yeah. but I'm sure that brings in a lot more uh, funding for all of them. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot it was called Penn West now. I always mess that up. I still say cow. I'm it's just horrible. so used. Yeah. I hate it now, because, like, I got to be like, Penn West, like, huh? Huh? Cow. cow. <laughs> yeah. So, I, it's, I told my wife, I'm like, now all your cow clothes are like vintage now they're cool like it's yeah. not cow anymore you've got the you've got the vintage wear now yeah speaking of vintage wear it's not vintage at all but that indio dojo crew neck is sick they Heck did it yeah. he did a great job with that design and everything that's clean yeah it is i love the roots his, yeah his, 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 the roots run deep yeah i love it too. that's so good i always like begging him to get like a long like long sleeve shirts or like crew neck something like that Absolutely. He, only, he only had sweatshirts and like t-shirts but he finally got one i'm like oh yeah did he do it just for you? Uh, I'd probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Middleton said, I mean, Brian Fiddleton says, Evan DeRucci in the house, spelled very Pittsburghy as well. I appreciate that. By the way, I don't want to be like, I never corrected you guys. I know I told you the one time, like it was pronounced, it's pronounced DeRucci. Uh, and I remember you, you announced my one of my fights and... Uh, you were talking about it, and then Ryan this was like, important. I think it's DeRucci. And then you're like, no, it's DeRucci. I'm pretty sure I talked to him. <laughs> and then and I then, just yeah. forgot at some point, just yeah. started going with it. Yeah. See how bad of an influence Ryan is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here trying to do the right thing, and then he's convinced me, okay, yeah. that's important, Evan DeRucci. Yeah. Nice. See, but when it was like, you know how like they Americanize like names when, you, when you're... Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pronounced, it was DeRucci, but... Over time, it just became... Yeah. It even, like, the D-R-E always threw me off at first. Now we've mm-hmm. worked a few, like, I've typed it enough now that it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't see it on Super 7 Live. Interesting. Should probably be there. I mean, I'm, I'm going to the actual stream Super 7 Live. Yeah. It's, I just found it on the site. Jared Billy commented on the site already. What's up, guys? What's up, Doc? Why is it so hard to find? It's, it's on the home page I don't know that's weird yeah I don't know why it's one behind Brit right now Brit's podcast is ahead of Evan DeRussi for some reason I need to practice saying that <laughs> no I don't care no, no no I'm saying I'm sorry you don't realize it's DeRussi uh. <laughs> <laughs> Evan DeRussi that's gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up a few times probably I, I before I get used if to if you notice I really didn't care yeah, I was just yeah. kind of like my friend actually told me he's like dude he's like <laughs> you gotta he's like dude this. I'm gonna wait till I see Luke he goes I'm gonna tell him it's DeRussi yeah I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude well it's my fault like I really yeah. just never corrected I that. could also just but, tell them yeah, yeah. Do we does uh does Drew Shannon say your name Darucci or Darucci in the cage when he announces you? Have you noticed? He says Darucci. Okay, that's probably because of us. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you, you and Luke were saying it right at first, and then <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> See what Ryan does? He just convinces us to do yeah. the wrong things all the time. Yeah. Devin Meyer says only eight more sleeps. Let's go. Do you know Devin? N- no. Hmm. no. Interesting. I don't know too many. Uh, Interesting people out of india he shared it thanks for sharing devin that's all awesome. dude his profile picture devin's profile picture on facebook has our belt so i like devin instantly for sure oh that's nice this is this is a good time and it is officially three o'clock as well so we should be 
Yep. Got the push notification. We are actually live now nice. with Evan DeRussi from Indio <laughs> Dojo. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yeah, it's going to take a while to rewire that one, yeah. but I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, it's probably you, my fault. No, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It's it's yeah. important to say people's names right. Like, yeah. that is definitely a pet peeve of mine, too. Like, yeah. it's people are like, oh, it's just a name, but also your name is you, man. Like, yeah. that's important. For sure. That, that matters. Your identity definitely matters. Yeah. Yeah, so we got you in the house finally, dude. This one's been a long time coming. Oh, yeah. We were talking about doing this, like, after my first fight. Yeah. Just been hectic, you know, everything yeah, crazy. Yeah, for sure. So, like, for you, it's multiple layers of wanting to get you on the podcast because, obviously, being attached with Indio, working so hard with them, you know, all the Indio crew is amazing. Danilo's the best, dude. Like, that, yeah. your whole crew is just awesome. So anybody at Indio is always welcome in. But then you add on top your first fight right from the beginning. We were like, this kid's a dog. That first fight, that was one of the best debuts that I personally remember by an amateur. Not just like, it's one thing to go in and get like an eight second knockout. Like, that's always cool too. I love, like, obviously impressive. But when you go three hard rounds just back and forth, you kind of showed it all yeah. in that first fight. What was that debut experience like for you? It was. It was definitely experience. I mean, he he was a really good first opponent for me because one, I had to learn how to fight somebody southpaw right off the back. Mm. He was southpaw. He was switching stances. Uh, he got to finish his first fight TKO. So yeah, he definitely could throw. And he was a purple belt on the ground. So really, on paper, he he was better than me in every way. You know, and uh, it was just great to get in there and really be able to test myself. And I was able to test my chin, make sure I had the chin and. Uh, I put put a bunch of combos together. My coaches told me that. That's the weird part is like, um, so when I'm sparring and stuff, like I overthink sparring and I don't really flow as well. But when I'm like in the fight, I'm not really overthinking anything. And then the, the combos and stuff that I've been working on throughout my camp, they just naturally like come out. It's weird. Whoa. Yeah. Why do you think that is? That's interesting to me. Because I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not overthinking in there. Like it's just, it's kind of like a more like, it's like the fight or flight, whatever they say right. it is, you know, like, but at the same time, like I'm still present, like I still know what I'm doing and there's some things I got to think through, but for the most part, like they're just my combos and stuff just flow. Yeah. How's it feel for you mentally? What's the difference like for you between sparring and an actual fight? Like, do you feel the way you prepare waiting backstage before you fight versus all day? If you know, it's sparring day, like thinking like I got to spar later. How, how's that difference versus when it's a real fight versus when it's sparring? So some, I mean, there's sometimes I get nervous bef more before practices. Like, <laughs> well, with that room? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like some, there's like, like especially Saturday practices. Cause we do no gi grappling for like an hour and a half. And then we go right into MMA sparring and like, yeah, I have, bur <laughs> I got, I literally got birds just tossing me around the room left and right. <laughs> and you, know? you got to spar. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. But, uh, the it was weird because my well, my first fight i wasn't nervous like i thought i was gonna be nervous because i used to get really nervous before football games and like wrestling matches and stuff mm -hmm. like to where like i would throw up sometimes wow and uh but this one like yeah i, w I wasn't i wasn't nervous because i put so much work in so i'm like there's nothing else i can do like th at this point it's just like it is what it is yeah like, so it, i just kind of just let it let it be and not really think too much about it that's a great way to be like i get like that with a lot of things too even our own events obviously we're not competing but it there's a lot of times super stressful for us on weigh-in day on fight day you know so many things can go wrong 
paperwork, this, that, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But this last, the last Braunenberg 2 and Braunenberg 18 that day, I distinctly had the same feeling that you just said. I'm like, excuse me. I've done everything I can possibly do to prepare for this event. Like, I've mm-hmm. made my list, my checklist. Like, I know everything's where it should be. Yeah. From here, like, if something happens, it's a... Just got to deal with it's it. It's an emergency. Like, you'll tackle it as best as I can at yeah. that time. So, yeah. it's a very similar feeling. I mean, that's where you can find some kind of peace in yeah. that, for sure. And then, too, like, uh, I feel like I, I feel way better fighting people or, like, competing against people that are on paper like they're they're better than me because then it's just like you know it's like i don't have anything to lose like i'm i'm the one that is can can be the one that shocks everybody you know what i mean Mm. like when i'm fighting somebody that's like i should beat then i'm like uh, then i get like a little i'm like ugh, because like if i lose it then it's like man he doesn't have it you know what i mean wow good point yeah Yeah. that is almost more pressure i kind of see that too but yes you mentioned it already your first opponent sam wabi dude that he's a savage i like him a lot that whole team they're good dudes, and like like you said, he had a TKO in his first fight. We knew he was super tough and also bigger, like coming down from 185. Big dude, but obviously yeah. working with old Kenneth Burrs and that whole crew, you felt yeah. bigger, stronger dudes throwing you around for sure. I like wrestled a heavyweight, too, in high school. Really? Yeah. I can't picture dude, that, I, dude. I was big in high school. I was 220 in high school. No like my way. Senior year. So eighth or my junior That's year. That's awesome. Yeah, my junior year, I wrestled uh, 182. Or I think that's the weight class, right? Uh, Danny Palm, yeah. wrestling expert, not I think me. It's it was 182. It's yeah. 189 now. What? Yeah, they I changed them. But uh, so it was 182, and then uh, I weighed in at football camp like three and a half months later at 220. Dang, <laughs> yeah. dude. People always like you on steroids. I'm like, dude, I was lifting five days a week. I was eating five meals a day, like trying to keep that weight on, lifting like five days a week, like. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And then the cool part was I ran the fastest 40 yard dash I ever ran to. I ran like a 4840. 4'8? That's yeah. solid, dude. Yeah. What what position were you in? I was a left guard and defensive end. So nice. That's where I get the physicality to constantly like going against okay. constantly going 220 against makes a little more sense now. Yeah. Okay. That that all checks out. And a 4'8 lineman, that's that's booking. Yeah. That's fast for a lineman yeah. for sure. Nice. So football was like your your true love in high school oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah like I that's what you were all about mm-hmm. you did wrestle but it wasn't like a standout wrestling career or anything no i was um i started in seventh grade started wrestling in seventh grade and then i i made it i made it pretty far in like uh i don't remember what they called it uh not for junior olympics it's called something else but uh before you get to states, I made it like I was one place away from making it to states. Hmm. And then my eighth grade year, I made it to states. My ninth grade year, I wrestled down middle school again, and I made it to states. And then after that, I was like kind of, I kind of like burned out a little bit. Yeah. And then I went when I went to high school, like I had some killers around me too in high school, like Dom Fun. He was my bet. He's my best friend, and he's re- he took second in the state his sophomore year. Hmm. Went undefeated. Went all the nice. way. Up, took second in the state, and. Uh, then like a couple other people I played football with, they were real good. So then I told my coach, I was like, you know, I'll just just fill me in where you need me for the lineup because uh, for the like wrestling meets and stuff, that's that's where it counts. Is because sure. if you if you don't have a if you don't have a weight class filled in, that's an automatic six points to the other team. Right. So I kind of just did that, and then I would wrestle tournaments here and there. But Sick. I, yeah. And then it sucked my senior year because like uh, I had to keep weight on to be able to weigh in way up to heavyweight. I was like at 205 pounds around there. And um, <clears throat> so, like, there were some times I couldn't practice. 
in my so my conditioning like went you know because like if i would be like coach i had to get fat yeah i was like if i (laughs) practice like i'm gonna lose too much weight right that's such a that's a funny struggle you always hear the opposite struggle obviously right like losing weight to make weight yeah but that's funny that you were like struggling to be heavy enough to compete dude he was putting there was like some tournaments and stuff we were on the bus and he would be like he would steal like chocolate milks and like pizzas and like leftover foods from the cafeteria to make me eat <laughs> and it, just to be able to gain weight. So I'm like sitting up there like, oh like, like ready gosh. to throw up. And I look back at my teammates are in the back, like yeah, running yeah, in the yeah. back, trying to cut weight. Peak physical fitness there, yeah. running on chocolate milk and pizza, baby. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. So on the show before the show, you mentioned that like pizza's your love. That's the food that you crave. Yeah. And you said, about like some of the pizza shops in Pittsburgh. So I wanted to save it for the real podcast because this is a very important topic, ranking your top three pizzas in Pittsburgh. Oh, God. Or, I, I, you can I include say my, like Cow well, or your hometown Yeah, I was going to say, I, don't, I didn't really eat too much pizza in Pittsburgh, but like my hometown, like Little Joe's is really good. Pizza Company, that's in Mariana. That's pretty good. And then uh, the, um, the like Pizza Wagon Pizza, they're more okay. of a deep dish. They're pretty oh. good. They got like the... Uh, pepperoni that's cupped so the yeah gr- the grease little grease in. cups those are the best yeah. dude. that's the best pepperoni there's a place yeah. near my house called rockaway mm-hmm. it's more like traditional new york style but they use the same pepperoni i love that stuff. yeah so good yeah what's little joe's all about little joey's is uh little joey's it's it's pretty good they have um i get the buffalo chicken pizza there that's nice. what's that's what's the best there it's more like it's not as deep dish it's like flat more flatbread pizza that sounds so good yeah. especially for buffalo chicken that's the kind yeah. i like too and it's like i like them a little bit not burnt but a little bit mm-hmm. brown mm-hmm. so it's nice yeah. that sounds good all right i'm sorry that's enough food talk while yeah. you're cutting <laughs> how is uh, weight cut going good i assume this time you're still kind of yeah i'm actually out. like i have i have a problem sometimes i get too light mm-hmm. like because i'll i'll be like uh, i like to be around 178 180 throughout my training camp and sometimes i'll get down to like 75 and i'm like because then you know i gotta eat more and i don't really like to i like to eat i want to eat clean like throughout my camp yeah because there's some days like if i eat bad and then i go practice like you feel it like i feel like my feet are stuck in like quicksand moving around and stuff like (laughs) but uh yeah my weight it's going good right now i'm like like i said i'm sitting at like 178 so nice dude so I gotta ask: Do you think you could make fifty-five if you wanted to? Uh, yeah, but it was uh, you would be miserable. Yeah, I don't want to do that until I uh, go pro. Okay, because uh, or maybe maybe one before I go pro, just to make sure make sure I you can, can do, do it. it. Nice, yeah. but that is actually the plan. For, yeah, for sure. Oh, nice for sure. Yeah, cool. you can't. I can't compete with those dudes. That like, are you, yeah. two ten coming down. The it's ridiculous. Like, you see, like. Uh, you know, like Poirier, like all the yeah. one, like top one fifty fivers in the UFC, they're all giant. Like oh, they all yeah. walk around like one eighty five, one ninety, and cut down. Like dude, I love like pictures of UFC fighters out of camp. Always cracked me up. Oh, it's insane. Oh, yeah. some well, of them like Patty Pimblett. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, he got an eating disorder. He really does. Yeah. Like, legitimately has an eating disorder. Yeah. Sometimes I think I do too. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll eat. I'll crush some food sometimes. <laughs> Well, I, like after my camps, like I'll take like a week off and I'll blow back up to like 190 and I'll come into practice, and then my like Danilo and everybody they're like, "Geez, like what are you doing?" Like, and I'm like, "This is my natural weight. Yeah. Like this is like I'm I'm naturally like 190. This is my know? natural state. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not skinny right now. Yeah. So was football like your family's passion too? Did you grow up in a big Steelers family? You guys always watching football or? Yeah, my pap and 
my pap loved watching the Steelers. I always watched with him. Uh, my dad watches the Steelers, and he played a little bit in high school, but he wasn't really like uh, like a standout or anything. But it was my older brother really that got me into it because uh, me and him, I just wanted to compete with him and get be better than him. So I, <laughs> you gotta I love that. There, went were, in there and started playing. Were you better than him? I mean, well, he was. We played different positions, okay. so it's kind of hard right. to say. Hard to compare. Yeah, he was a fullback and a linebacker. So nice. Yeah, and plus. <laughs> People aren't gonna like this, but uh, there's single way football and then there's double way football. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. it's a really big difference. And uh, he played single way, and they ran through pretty much every single team they played. They'd be out in the second, by the second half. You know, my from my sophomore year to my senior year, I played on everything. I didn't get off the field. And the games that we played, it was double way football. So every single game we played was a close game. Like we would win or lose by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. So. Just that right there, I got one, I got more playing time, so my stats were probably better than him, you know, tackling and sure. things like that. And then, two, it's just the they the teams we played just were – the level was just completely different. Yeah. So it, it was hard to say. Because he won the conference. We never won our conference, but – Gotcha. I feel like yeah. for you, man, though, that's – you probably embrace that, right? Oh, you're, I love You're like it. the ultimate gamer to me. You're mm -hmm. very business. Like on weigh-in day and fight day, you're like all about a challenge. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I definitely like that. Yeah, I try to – well, I tell people too at the gym, like my coaches and stuff, like I hate seeing people not make weight or like get in trouble or like just not take it seriously. Even though we're amateurs, it's like – you still need to treat this like you're a professional. Like if you're, if I'm dealing with like a contract, professional contractor or something, and they're trying to pitch me or pitch me something, and I can tell they're stuttering and they really didn't go over their lines real well, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna look at you, and be like, this dude's not legit. Like I'm gonna go somewhere where somebody's squared away and knows what they're doing. That's the same thing with fighting. You need to present yourself as a professional. There's a time I actually was gonna wear a suit to the last weigh-in. Uh -huh. I had a nice Calvin Klein suit. I've been wanting to Damn break it. out, but Mike. Yeah, Danilo was like, dude, you're dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> do it. Dude, there is something to that, and I guarantee you Ryan is next door crying tears of joy listening to you say that, man. Having an amateur who understands that exactly what you said, you still want to conduct yourself like a professional, especially if you do intend to be a pro fighter at some point. Yeah. Might as well start walking that walk now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Ryan's over there watching on the 247 Live app, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, i got to plug this real quick is now on Android and Fire TV in addition to iOS, Apple TV, and Roku, and the website, stream247live.com on any device. But the apps are awesome. Like I try to stress this a lot because a lot of people, even like my good friends that watch our events and stuff, don't even realize we have the app. So mm -hmm. just want to stress that. We have apps. It's called 247 Live. It's totally free, and it runs as well as any other app on earth and it it's like netflix like when you open it, it looks like netflix find the podcast find full events find every past fight so if you guys want to watch like evan's past two fights since he competed for us twice they're both on there you can go yes. fire it up on the app go watch that Heck yeah you yeah. guys are doing like you guys are doing some pretty cool stuff here thanks man yeah there's not a lot of uh because we were talking to we were trying to get some footage on my last opponent yeah and you're like there's no footage it doesn't exist yeah and i'm like they didn't stream it yeah, there's no what, footage what'd you say you were like what, what you said they don't do it like us or something <laughs> yeah. like that like that's, that's the truth i mean you guys are really putting on something here yeah man that means a lot that yeah. means a lot and that's you know full credit to ryan over there the way he started it from the beginning it's been everything the vision was always to do it at a very high level not just have a show to have a show and make a couple thousand bucks and go on to the next one. That was never, never the goal. Yeah. And 
of course that cuts into your profits whenever you're doing something at such a high level, paying a lot more for production, paying a lot more for the apps are not cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that stuff is not cheap. A lot of the things we do, but the end goal we see with Pittsburgh is going to be so well worth it. And we want to build it the right way. So that's all part of the process, man. Yeah. And I've, that's Indio too, man. The way you guys do things is so high level. And like you said, you're an, you're an amateur right now. But there's no doubt in my mind that Indio is going to have several pro fighters here. Yeah. Like in two, three years, Indio's roster is going to look a lot different. Yeah, that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal for sure. We're definitely we're getting a new gym too. We're gonna we're upgrading a little bit. But it's I I, I do enjoy the fact that um it's a smaller gym, mm-hmm. just because like you get that one on one training with with I mean such high level. Yeah. coaches like i mean that's that's freaking all awesome. i get to work with danilo like pretty much one-on-one like three times a week like that's awesome you know Dude. i can't get like that's all we just had master ricardo rona too at the I saw dojo. That. Like, how insane dude i ran into him <laughs> the next morning and he looks like his bones have to be like this big around he's he's huge like i'm like holy crap his hands i'm like so dense yeah i was like no wonder he it, it did what he did, you know. And Danilo yeah. told me a story. He's a Brazilian top team, and there's like a there's like a concrete beam running through the ceiling, and he jumped up and clamped his arms on that beam and just like would hold himself there. Oh my god, yeah. dude, the pressure! Just you imagine what that would feel like. Yeah, you know how strong you have to be to do yeah. that. Oh, that's awesome. Doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. People, if you're not familiar with Ricardo Arona, you definitely got to look into that. An absolute legend of the sport, and. To Evan's point, that's look, Indio, Danilo himself, a legend of the sport. His brother, Yuri, a legend of the sport. The lineage there, and I love my roots run deep on your crew neck. Like, that's mm-hmm. Indio, man. The roots at that place are insane. Yeah, and we is. talk about Danilo a lot. So people who watch the podcast know. But, like, if you're just tuning in for Evan or just kind of new to 247 in general, Danilo is the owner and head coach at Indio Dojo. And you got to look into him, too, if you're not familiar. He's so legendary. It's so amazing. I say it all the time. We're blessed to have Danilo in Pittsburgh. It's yeah. it's crazy that he's here. It doesn't really make sense. that he, It does, if you know why. But on the surface, you're like, why would he have a gym in Pittsburgh? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But we're just super lucky for that, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I got to work with Yuri, too. That was really cool. Because mm-hmm. their styles were, like, Yuri's more laid back, chill, like, really thinks intricate, thinks about things and, like, Danilo does too, but he's also like, he's very intense. Yeah. You know what I mean, like he's constantly like wanting you to throw like he throw like flashy moves and you know things like that. And uh, Yuri really just honed in on one thing throughout like the three weeks that he was working with me, and mm-hmm. uh, I really think that's going to help me for my fight. Like that, pr- it was uh, the active and reactive fighting where we would just right. you're pressure fighting, but you're not throwing just barrages of punches. You're picking your shots and i think that's really going to help me out a lot that is super smart and you mentioned kind of danilo's intensity and i think that's something that definitely i hear from from everybody who works with him i had to tell him before my first fight because um coach mikey he told me he's like dude he's gonna smack you yeah yeah. and i'm like he was getting ready to wind up but i'm like I was like, dude, I, I don't just I don't like that. Like, that's, I don't, that's like, not for I don't, me. Yeah, not I don't want my me. bell rung before I walk up. <laughs> just starting the fight with a micro concussion. <laughs> no, thanks, dude. What is it like though in that room? Not just Danilo, the instructors. You kind of mentioned Burrs, but then you've also got Hootley, the Chase sisters. There's a lot of good fighters at Indio mm-hmm. in general. What's that room been like for you? It's been great. I mean, it gives me a lot of opportunities to see different looks of people, and everybody has their own skill and their own style. Uh, 
the Hope Sisters, they will kick your head off and you won't even see it coming. They're, I yeah, mean, they're yeah. so fast. Their karate's the it's karate's nuts. So good. It's yeah. nuts. And Burr's obviously his wrestling's just amazing, and his stand-up's really good too. I mean, he pushes me the whole time. And then we got some, you know, Ethan Slack. He's another one. He fought on that last style Muay Thai card. He lost a split, but he's uh really coming up and getting putting some wins together and getting a lot of fights staying active. So that's another good guy for us to look nice. out for. Then there's Zach. He, actually, Luke Payson was talking about him a little bit. He's he's another good one. And the thing is, is they all work with Mikey. Like, I started mm-hmm. doing privates with Mikey, and everybody saw my hands. Like, everything, my hands and stuff started getting better. And then they were, like, asking, like, what's going on? Like, what the heck's happening, you know? And then I just told him, like, it's Coach Mikey. Like, he's the one getting my hands sharp for me. So then all of our other uh, teammates started going and doing privates with him. And everybody's starting to really step up and get to that next level. And it helped. That's great for me, too, because it's like now, like, we're every single sparring session, like, it's back and forth. It's not like just me beating up on somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. You know, it's they're pushing me as well, and I got to look out for things, and it's really great. It's awesome. It is, yeah. it is very competitive, and it's kind of funny because whenever, from a matching perspective, when we're looking for you, Hoot, and Burrs at the same time, it's like – Obviously, this will never happen, but we always say internally, like, man, I wish they could just fight each other. It's <laughs> like you guys are all roughly the same size and same yeah. level of experience and everything. I'm like, these would be good fights if we could just match. Like, I, in a fantasy land, I would like to know how those would shake out. It's fun. That sucks, you guys. You guys have troubles matching us huh, sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah, a lot of times, man. I mean, yeah. that's, I get it. Like, I totally get it. A lot of, especially in PA, where you have the novice and advanced amateur rules. So it's tough because, Skill-wise, you guys are probably all at the advanced level, mm-hmm. but you, we have to find people three fights and under, and that's why I'm super glad we found Tyler Llewellyn for you because he's another guy I think is at that advanced level of skill. Like It's going to be a high-level amateur fight, and that's what we need. We need guys who are willing to step up and take a challenge, and mm-hmm. I love it's it's similar in that like neither of you has a super you're not like a jiu-jitsu black belt or like you wrestled for 400 years or anything like that mm-hmm. you're just guys who love mma train super hard with great coaches and great gyms and are gamers on fight night so yeah. it's like i think we found somebody who's like a mirror evan derussi so that's super Thank fun you. yeah yeah if you notice too a lot of times uh you'll see a lot of the wrestlers and stuff that are in the ufc like they're not really like really crazy high level like a lot of them are d2 you mm-hmm. know which is still you know it's really good it's, it's great yeah you know, no but, doubt but it's just like yeah, it's just different you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. because they got to pick up the slack with the with their work ethic and like you know like there's they don't a balance have this, yeah exactly yep yeah yeah and then not saying that like really good wrestlers don't work of course hard, of course all, they know, do yeah but usually in pure wrestling yeah i think also and this is totally just a theory I think also when you're like a D2 guy, maybe not even like a D2 national champ or something, you you always have in the back of your mind, like, all right, I'm not going to win Olympic gold. Like, that's not my mission. So then you start like dabbling and maybe striking and jujitsu more because you're like, I need to prepare for my next step. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, like a D1 national champ who wants to just wrestle for a career because he can really make a career out of pure wrestling, that's an option. Yeah. But then when you're like that D3, D2 guy that's just there and like doing a good job, like obviously a good wrestler, but not going to make a living off of it, you know. And then you got Bo Nickel who could do either and <laughs> that's when you like get the Cormier real freaks. Yeah, 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 then you get the real freaks. But too there and I think too a lot of times like there's some really good wrestlers that are like they have that to fall back on. So they always know that in the back of their head they're like 
I always have my wrestling to fall back on. So mm-hmm. I don't need to train as hard striking or grappling, jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? Because I always have that wrestling. Like, whereas people that are mediocre wrestlers, like they're like, well, there could be this dude could be a better wrestler than me, so I can't fall back on that. I got to make sure I'm a balanced fighter. Yeah, that <clears> makes <throat> a lot of sense. That That's super interesting. You're probably very true on, mm-hmm. on that level too. What do you think? I, I love like one of my favorite things about India is just the personalities. We were joking about Hoot Lee when you were coming in. It's one of the biggest cornball. Like that, he's so goofy and hilarious, man. We all love Hoot, obviously. But then you've got like literally the complete opposite side. Ken Burrs, one of the yeah. most serious, like business, like intense dudes. Mm. And then Danilo can be either of those things. Like yeah. I've seen Danilo be a goofball and the most intense person yeah. that I've ever met. So it's like you guys got the whole mix going on yeah. there. Well, Hoot, Hoot sent me a video. Not too long ago, he was messing with this snake, and it bit him. <laughs> and then he bit the head off the snake. <laughs> dude, I was no, like, dude, dude, I'm like, what is wrong with you, bro? Like, he goes, you bit me, and I was like, yeah, because you were messing with it, oh, like, you know. My God. <laughs> but what he's like of... always doing wild dude. stuff. Like, I was talking to him on the phone too, and he's like, he's like, shh, you know, and he's like, I don't know. Dang it! He goes, I missed this squirrel. He goes, I was gonna kill this squirrel, eat it for lunch. I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> Real country boy yeah. stuff going on with Hoot. And then there's then there's Burrs, like you said, he's all business. I have to sometimes he'll come into practice and like I'll be oh. like I'll be like, hey Ken, and he'll like just look at me, and then like I keep talking to him until he's until he's like, hey Evan, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Finally, I'll address you. Yeah. I gotta back up for two seconds though. What kind of snake are we talking here? What size snake? Like a it really wasn't big. Okay, yeah, it good. was only like so. It wasn't like a crazy bite no, to take. Yeah, but still, no. he bit a tiny snake's head off. Yeah, psychopath a little bit. <laughs> who, who? If you need counseling, we can direct you in the right. Who hurt you? Who? No, oh, dude, that's ridiculous. But on fight night, man, you know what you're getting out of Indio. Oh, like yeah. some of the best performances that we've had. Obviously, Ken Burns' fight in April. Didn't go his way, but that's, you know, that was an instant fight of the year for mm-hmm. me. I mean, that's as good as an amateur fight. And again, those are advanced amateur level guys. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that that was a novice amateur fight is just silly a little bit. It's silly a little bit, but also cool a little bit. Like when we look back, I think we'll be like, look at the level of like mm-hmm. novice Amy in Pennsylvania. It's crazy. Like both of those guys are studs. Yeah. That fight was insane. Dude. That's why I was really pumped to fight. Uh, no, I'm going to forget his name. He he was going to... It was the last opponent you had me want yeah. to fight. He's 2-0. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Noah Gaudiello. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. pumped to yeah. fight him because that would have been... Yes. That would have been a really fun he's fight. He's good, dude. Yeah, dude he's I quick. like him. Yeah. He's got good hands. You know, Definitely. His grappling's good. That would have been a really fun fight. But uh, hopefully we see each other in the advanced amateur. Hey, it's going to happen at some yeah. point. You got... When you got two guys that good in the area that aren't cross training together, like that's gonna happen at some point. Mm-hmm. There's another guy locally that we kind of have in mind a little bit, Evan. But one fight at a time. Yeah, one fight yeah. at a time. Yep. We'll see what For happens. Sure. See sure. what happens in December, and then we'll get into that. For sure. So the the good news though on that front is like win or lose, you're advancing the next one. Mm-hmm. So that's are you guys like preparing? Do you practice ground and pound first of all? Okay, so you yeah, guys are absolutely. like ready to be pro when the time comes. Yeah, I practice. Uh, yeah, we practice head kicks, spinning heel kicks, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean... I did see really Hope weird. or Bridget, I, I, I'm not sure which one, teaching you a spinning back yeah. kick one day. It took me a long time like to get it. Like that, that's another thing, too, is, like, it's so wild because I'll see some people, like, I'll see, like, Hoot or, like, even, like, like Tony Welsh, they'll, they pick up techniques, like, 
like that. Mm. You know, they'll pick it up in a day or two. It takes me like two weeks <laughs> to like to like get that my technique good enough to be able to throw it in a fight. Like, and it's like, it's like sometimes I'm like, That's dang awesome. it, dude. How are <laughs> you, you know? guys doing this, yeah. dude? Yeah. Honestly, though, I think to me at least, like this is one of your biggest skills is the fact that you always show up, you put in the work, like you grind like nobody else, man. Mm. Have you always been like that your whole life? Yeah, because like I said, I might. Like my athleticism, I couldn't really always fall back on that. Like, there's always people that were better than me, and in, in even in my small high school, like I was like n- not, I was like in the middle. You yeah, know, I was never yeah. like at the top with anything. So I always had to rely on you know putting the hard work in to get that edge on people. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I had to. That's the way I had to do it. So the flip side of that coin that a lot of people do is like, well, I'm not too good at this. They just quit, or they just mm-hmm. don't take it. They don't care, and they just do it, and then. When they're out of high school, they stop doing it. Well, if you start it, start something that you never did before and you see how bad you are and how good you can get, and then you end up getting good at that thing, then it's kind of like a roadmap. Like Joe Rogan said that. It's like a roadmap, so That's then you cool. can apply it to like other things. You know what I mean? Right, so right. Because you, you know, you're like, if I put this work in, I could do it. Right. I can get good. What were the glimmers for you with fighting? Because football is obviously a decent background for fighting. You know, there's a lot of strength and the work ethics there. But skill for i guess in the trenches you know you've got some a little Mm -hmm. bit of wrestling kind of crossover there for sure but what was it about fighting like what were the first glimmers with fighting where you were like i might be able to like do this at some point well i when i was in high school i kind of like i was a very aggressive person like i was a nice person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i was always like if there was even a slight chance that somebody wanted to fight i'd be like okay (laughs) <laughs> you know? And that it's was like, no, Evan. I just asked what you wanted for yeah. lunch. Right? I don't. I'm not trying to fight. No, I'll yeah. fight you, bro. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, not. It wasn't anything like that. But like, as soon as somebody said something smart to me, or like my friend, or whatever, and they, I took it to like, like I knew they were trying to be like mm-hmm. uh, mean or whatever. Then I just didn't care. I would right. fight, and that's not a good thing. You know, you shouldn't be fighting like in the streets and stuff to prove totally. that you're a tough guy. Totally. Um, but then like, when I ran into Tony. It was at a. Pike Days. I don't know if you know what Pike Days is. I don't. It's like a big yard sale thing okay. that they have for like three days. And he was talking to me. This was back in 2020. And he's like, hey, I started going to India doing grappling and stuff. And uh, I was like working. I was going to school and I was working some some college job just to make some money. And I'm like, dude, I'm definitely going to do that because I, I think I need to change. Like, I don't want to. I just don't want to do live some boring, normal life. You know, mm-hmm. I want, I just feel like I could do something else, something more exciting, something more fun, and um, that's just the way I am now. And I, I think I'm I I started doing it, and now I'm just gonna run with it and see where it goes. Like nice. I don't want to be I don't want to grow up and have a family and kids and stuff, and then be like resentful because I couldn't I didn't do what what I wanted to do when I was young because Huge. I thought it was for family because I had to make sacrifices for family or whether so I'm young now gonna see where it goes and see what happens i mean i got a degree i just got a degree i'm in the army like there's people saying they can get me these good jobs and stuff and i'm like you don't understand like i know i can get these good jobs <laughs> like i don't want to have these good jobs i want to do this right now so. nice and i'm grateful too because i have that uh support you know my parents stuff they support me and help me out so for sure i'm glad you mentioned all that because i wanted to talk to you about that aspect of things because I did know about the military and, like, the college degree, a good degree, like you said. But the fact that you're still so dedicated to fighting always stood out to me because of what you just said. I never knew that necessarily. Like, I never heard anybody say it, but I was like, 
Evan's a guy who, to me, is trying to make a career out of this. Yeah. So is that the goal? You want to go all the way up, UFC, UFC, whatever it might be? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I do something, I'm all in on it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just do something half in, half out. So, And that's another thing, too. It's like I get irritated sometimes, but I need to step back and, like, just put myself in other people's shoes where they're just doing this for, like, fitness and just, you know, mental health or whatever and – uh because, like, when I'm in the gym, I'm like, dude, some people, they aren't treating this like a career. Like, this mm-hmm. is a career. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. This is going to, like, you got to treat this like a work. Like, it's work. You're doing it every single day, multiple hours a day. Like, it's your job. And then some people just aren't like that, which is, you know, fine. But, like, I I just got to, like, kind of, like, separate those two things. You, know? you and Danilo could not be more made for each other. Oh. With that, I mean, yeah. that's Danilo's whole thing. Every time yeah. we talk to him, that's what we hear. Yep. And how he'll he'll talk about how when he was coming up, you know, he would get to practice every day, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that, non-negotiable. Like yeah. practice is non-negotiable. You have to show up. Yeah, because then it, there's times. There was a couple times, you know, when I first started where I didn't show up because I was tired or hurt or whatever. And it's like then after the practice is over, like you're looking at the time on your clock. You're like, man, I'd be doing this right now. Then it's over and you you're, you feel worse. You're like, I'm a bum, dude. You're mm-hmm. like, if I lose this next fight, that's because of this day. Yeah. Because of this practice that I miss right here, that's the reason I'm going to lose this fight coming up. Yep. So, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's, like, not good for me because and I don't rest enough, you know. But I'm still – I've been working on that, too. Like, hope's really been in my ear about recovering and resting and things like that. So I'm getting my rest in as well. But. How are they? Because they're – They've been around for a while, obviously high level pros as well. We all we know their skill level. The mm-hmm. sisters, what's it like having them in the gym pushing you, being able to teach you like one on one, like we were just saying. Sometimes they'll even instruct a little bit, stuff like that. They seem like a good force in that gym. Oh yeah, for sure. That's it's really awesome because well, too they have their own gym where they coach, right? So they already have that experience and they're able to uh, relate and relay information to you very well, so you can pick it up and mm-hmm. just in the things that they throw. And, and two, it's like when I. Sp- we, like we spar with them too you know it's and like they put it like they they put pressure on you you know they're they're always in your face throwing they're tough i mean it's they're really good to have there and they yeah. always been there they've been there before i started to you know and they were the original ones training mma with danilo and stuff so makes sense it's really yeah. nice to have all them together <clears throat> hearing that they push you and they're just it, it all makes perfect sense. If you yeah. spend any amount of time around them, you're like, these, they're all businessmen. Yeah. They they're are, warriors. They're I about mean, they, that life. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, th- I mean, I look in, like, Ch- like Chase's face, uh, Bridget, yeah. Chase, like, sometimes I look in her eyes, and she's like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. A little Which, intimidated right now. Though, yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're beasts. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's cool to have them in the scene, too, and, like, a, they're definitely two fighters that we've looked at a long time like we would love to have them in the two I think Hope was, sure. Hope's trying to tr- been talking to you guys trying to get you guys we've heard yeah, yeah we're we're working on it. so the thing is that's why like, I wish is that sucks that one fight that she just just now pro, just yeah, fell yeah. apart cuz that would have yeah. been a good matchup I know maybe in the future man you yeah. never know you know that's something that we're definitely thinking about though yeah. no doubt what's your name again i can't Britt Bickert yeah. yeah yeah so for people watching if you didn't see Britt's post today her fight did unfortunately fall off the card but all hope is not lost yet. She's not going to fight December 16th, but we're working on something. That's all I can say. We're working on making it up to you and Brit and Stout and everybody. Even though making it up to you maybe isn't the right word because it's the fight game and like these things. It's not like we did something that caused the fight 
to fall off. But you still feel bad, man. Like mm -hmm. uh, on my end, at least, like I feel terrible whenever that happens because it's like I know the work you're putting in. Mm -hmm. I know, and like we tried so hard to rematch it, get it back on. Like we did everything. It's just it's nobody's fault. It's just unfortunate, man. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. But she'll hang in there. She'll she'll stick it out. She's crazy tough and crazy dedicated, just like the Chase sisters. So no doubt they're all going to be around. So at some point, it's just one of those matchups where you know they have the Chase sisters have significantly more pro experience right now than Brit. So mm -hmm. right now it's not the right fight, but that's not to say in a year or so maybe it's the right fight. Yeah, for we'll sure. See, see what happens. But yeah, man, that's a uh, Indio in general. Though I would say like even though they are literally pros you guys all conduct yourself as pros. And that's mm -hmm. always stood out to me with Ken, with Hoot, with you, with everybody we've worked with from India. How much does Danilo talk about that with you guys? How to conduct yourself outside the cage? He talks about it a lot. Well, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but you, he leads by example. Nice. You know, so like he, you just see the way he like uh, brands, brands Indio and like he's always posting stuff. He's always putting the work in like, just getting our getting our names out there and everything, and that makes you want to want to when you represent this. Like I'm wearing this shirt right now. Like I'm like, I don't want to be cussing. I don't want to be like nice. saying anything bad to people or anything. You know what I mean? Because you're mm -hmm. representing something that's bigger than you. Mm. And I mean, it, you say right here it's established in 1967. I mean, it's been around forever. And not only is it disrespectful to Danilo and the coaches and the player and everybody at the uh, gym. But it's also disrespectful to like the lineage, like his dad, his dad, mm. Master Indy, you know, unfortunately he just passed away. But like I, I represent him as well, you know, and I don't want to disrespect any of those people. That's huge, man. And I mean, you can just tell all over Danilo, the way he conducts himself, his posts, like you said, the lineage is so important to him as it should be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great when I see people celebrate their heritage and their lineage and be proud of it. That's that's like where you can really make something special happen with a place when you got to have that and again if you guys aren't familiar with Danilo, if you look him up he's like minotaur noguera's grand or godson mm -hmm. and it's like that's that's the level that yeah. is in that family man they really do have pride ricardo arona just at the gym yeah. like this is the level of people that they're surrounding themselves with and then the when he they were trained with freaking killers for years at black seal oh my god like, i mean the stories they tell me about their sparring sessions and the things they learn from from like legendary just, yeah top level fighters it's just unreal I'm like i can't believe i'm learning the same things like it's and i, I too I, I tell my friends all the time i'm like i'm like i'm in i'm in, I'm in such a good position right now like I, I just need i need to run with this i need to do this because it just feels like it all came in at the right time like, right i was lost like didn't know what i was wanting to do and then i just ran into my friend and he told me about this place and then now uh, i met with danilo and i started training i started getting good and then he has all these connections he's just mm -hmm. he, he he has so many connections that we're like he can get us places where we need to be to progress our career and like i'm really grateful for that i mean we we went to lfa last year it was buffalo and i had lunch with glover <laughs> you know like i'm sitting there it's it was casual. me danilo hoot and glover to share we're sitting there eating lunch what a crew yeah i mean granted they were talking portuguese most of the time so me and hoot were just, just talking about yeah. you guys the yeah. whole time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like just examples like that like it's really cool like I'm, meet, I'm meeting top level people and yeah you know and marillo busamonte came and had, had a clinic he's another Legendary. legend yeah, yeah. It's, it's unreal Dude, that it's it's really cool, man. I'm glad you guys have that opportunity and that to draw off of because I'm sure it inspires you. And I just want to back up like 
a second in your progression because I think the football background makes sense. You, you're looking for something else to do. You're working a crappy college job, so you start training. When did it become this is like I can actually fight, compete? Not just I'm not just going to do this for fitness, but I can fight, fight. I had that mentality as soon as I started. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, when I first got in there, I was probably asking after like two or three months, I was asking Mikey to get me a fight, but uh, hats off to them, their knowledge and everything. They uh, were like, no, you're not ready yet, mm -hmm. which I was not. You know, mm -hmm. I would have went in there and got hurt probably. So I'm glad they, they uh, put the brakes on there and just kept working with me. They said, if you just show your dedication and keep coming, you're going to get better and we'll get you a fight. Nice. So, yeah. how, how did your family <clears throat> respond when they found out you wanted to fight? So my mom is, my mom was more accepting with it. Cause she was like, she grew up in Brownsville and, uh, she was always getting in fights and everything like that. So she understands. And she was her, she was always into like boxing and things. And nice. Um, and I just told her the same thing I told you is like, I just don't want to be resentful when I'm older and look back and wish I would have done this and didn't do it. So I'm going to give it a try and do it. And she's like, I'm, f that's fine. You know, do what you got to do. And my dad, I mean, he's, he's accepting with it, but he also is like, He's he's a father, so he's worried. He wants me to be financially secure and safe and everything, and I understand that. So, uh, but he's he still supports me and stuff. But I could tell. I know he he'd rather me, you know, put go. that degree to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. And then my Graham's the same way. Like, you know, but it's a grandma, of course. They're not gonna want to see. Does she grandkid. come to the place? Does Graham? No, come? Okay, I don't let them. Does no. she, she even watch on the mm -hmm. stream or anything? No, I'll show oh, them nice. after though if they wanted to watch it. My granny. She'll watch them after, but my grandma, she doesn't want to watch it, which is... I get it. I, yeah. I Listen, I didn't even want my mom really coming to my fights because, like, I don't want... Like, if something... Like, it's, I mean, it's a physical sport. Like, I can get knocked out, and, like, I... Yeah. I don't want my mom seeing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, like, who is that? Frankie Edgar, his last fight. He had his whole family there, like his kids and stuff, and he I got freaking flatlined. And they were crying yeah, and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's what happens. Like, you can't... Like this is a war. Like it's a like you're not gonna take your kids to war. Yes. To let them yes. see you kill some. You know. Like yeah, that's yeah. I always thought that was messed up. I get it on the UFC and production standpoint. I totally get it. But like when they know the kids are in the crowd and dad gets knocked out and they pan to the kids right away, it's like, dude, don't show them right now. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Ah, it's, yeah. That that, that, is part that of gives sport. me the good. That gives me rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that either. But at the same time, I Some, get it, and they know what they're signing up for. Like, yeah, to each their own for yeah. sure. It's it's yeah. the sport, man. It's the yeah. sport for sure. When when you win and your family's in attendance, probably the best feeling ever. Mm -hmm. So it's that you know you're walking that line, man. Yeah. That's another thing. It's a great motivation. If there's times where I'm dragging and practice and stuff, and I'm thinking about you know quitting or skipping a rep or something. It's real. It's a real good motivation saying, "Yeah, I'm not going to skip that rep because I don't want to lose or get knocked out in front of my family and friends." That's a great <laughs> yeah. motivator. Yeah, man. really. And yeah. I honestly think about that like a lot. Like Coach Mikey said something to me a long a while back, and it, it stuck with me. He said his dad used to tell him all the time, uh, "Your mom's not going to be the one crying after a fight, after your fight." Meaning, like, you know, if you you're not going to be the one losing, and your family's not going to be the one upset. It's going like to be it's going to be the opponent. That's awesome, Mikey. I think. Flies under the radar more, mm -hmm. for sure. Like yeah. when you think of Indio, at least me, I think of Danilo right away. Mm -hmm. Mikey's like the hidden 
wizard He's behind the hidden, the scene. hidden gem yes, for sure for sure but because yeah. everybody at indio i talk to instantly talks about mikey yeah so what has his influence been on you personally i know you talked about how he progressed your striking game like extremely fast but personally like what's his style been like for you how how have you guys kind of your chemistry worked out he's a very straightforward guy like he tells me how it is he tells me what i need to work on what i suck at you know mm -hmm. and, and you need that uh he plays very well into my strengths so he'll he'll develop combinations and stuff that uh really really uh help me out and play well into my strengths like i said um and then uh his work ethic is another thing that's really inspirational like he he's there more than me mm. coaching and doing privates with people and you know he's always he'll always he me and him will have hour conversations sometimes on the phones like after practice like i'll think i had like a bad like i had a bad day or whatever and i'll text him be like hey you free can i call and he'll be like yeah i'll call him and then we'll just talk about the things that happen and what he sees and what i think and i think that's really good huge to, yeah, really good to have. That's 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 what I was saying when I was speaking on earlier about having a smaller gym because you can't you ain't gonna get that at bigger gyms. Yep, you won't get that. That's the give and take that I always think of when I see guys leave for like an American Top Team or a place like that, which I understand fully. Like the level of work there is unmatched, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you are still sacrificing something. That one on one personal attention, I think a lot of people need that, and maybe amateurs even more. Mm -hmm. because you you need that base by the time you're a 12 fight pro i'm not gonna act like you know everything because you don't at any point as a fighter you can always learn something but when you're an established pro you know you got the bases pretty well covered at that point Absolutely. but for you if somebody would teach you how to throw a jab wrong and you're building your whole career throwing jabs wrong like that's going to catch up to you at some point yeah and then too mikey will backtrack a lot sometimes like if if we start slipping away from like uh our techniques and stuff and they start getting a little more sloppy he'll backtrack and he'll be like like last week we literally or it was three weeks we worked on a on his jab series for three weeks that's we, awesome i mean it wasn't just a jab sure. but like we were setting most of our common all of our conversation com combinations up with a jab and everything so like yeah he he doesn't skip any he awesome he doesn't skip anything i think that's huge man I, 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 yeah 100 percent is you went we can if you pay attention to our fights like we're winning fights with basics. Mm -hmm. Not we're not doing anything crazy. We're just we're just executing the basics to the best of to the best that we can. You know what I mean? And you could really tell when there's opponents that their coaches didn't really focus on the basics and mm -hmm. it shows in the fight. Yep. I will say and I could be wrong. Did Hoot open his last fight with a spinning kick? Yes. And he and he, and he missed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure we, they were thrilled about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he well, he throws a good in the gym and stuff, so I think he was. it, it was about time for him to start trying to throw that in a mm -hmm. live setting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and two, that's why it's a nice balance with Danilo because Danilo shows stuff like that. He'll show flashy moves. He wants you to get the big bucks and wants you to get your name out there and seen, so that's a big part of it too. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 you probably won't be seeing me throwing stuff no, like that no for a while. No spinning kicks for no. you? Not, I mean, not for, not for a couple more fights probably. Nice. Who knows? I don't, you never know. Yeah. You never know. But Hey, that, it's a fight. Anything yeah. can happen, like you said. Yeah. I think looking at your style, it's hard for me to tell somebody, like when I'm matching you, it's hard for me to describe what kind of fighter you are. I just say kind of all around. 
mm-hmm. all around fighter. Like no major base anywhere. He's going to be pretty comfortable wherever you take him. Mm-hmm. How do you describe yourself? Yeah, that's that? that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I focused on being like like I said, my goals. I want to be the most balanced fighter I can be. I don't want to have one thing to fall back on or another thing to fall back on because then that to me. I feel like sometimes two people are really, really skilled, and they they always they won't work as hard because they know they can fall back on their skill levels and stuff. Mm. So it's I don't know it's kind of a balancing thing there. Yeah, how do you prepare for a guy like Tyler Llewellyn that has no tape? Like you don't know much about. I guess you're well. Sam had tape, but Travis didn't. Yeah, the the only thing that I really want to like when I say I want to watch Tate, the only thing I really want to look at is if he's southpaw or orthodox. Mm. Like that's a big one. Sure. You know, and then maybe like one or two things that he's thrown that he likes to throw the best. But other than that, I don't look too far into it because we're still amateurs. Like the amount of like you get so much better within mm-hmm. like a month or two if you're putting that work in. Yeah. Like it's so there's really no point of looking too far into a fight that was four or five, six months ago. Because you know if they're working and stuff, they're still, they're going to be levels above of what they were. And and then you're just watching tape that's inaccurate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Danilo just commented, rather said, let's go, Bulldog. Yeah, we he go. went. He calls me Bulldog there all the time. He says, go. I look I look like my my old English Bulldog. <laughs> I took a selfie with him one day. And then, like, that was when I was a little heavier. I was, like, 190. <laughs> I came in. He goes, your face looks just like him. <laughs> You still have that picture? That's awesome. Yeah, I think I do. I want to see that. Let's show. We gotta show that to the camera for sure. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> Let's go, bulldog. I get it, man. I I can see it a little bit. <laughs> Danilo <laughs> just said twins. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, I don't have that one actually. Dang. All right. Well, no worries. We'll we'll get it. We'll yeah. we'll find it somewhere. So. What, do you have a fighter nickname? Are you the Bulldog? No, I don't have I was one. Say, I didn't think so. I was, gonna, I was thinking about doing that, you know, Evan Bulldog Derusi, but like, I kinda well, like two, it. Like it, it. my school, that was my mascot, my high school. That nice. was my alma mater, it was Bulldogs. Nice. Yeah. So I was playing with that a little bit, but then I got, like, my family, they were like, that's silly, and I'm like, well, gotta do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let me be something. Yeah, so I don't know yet, we'll see. Hopefully... <laughs> somebody else, you know, somebody gives me a nickname, sticks with it. We'll see. I don't know. Danilo said he's lying. He totally has that photo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably somewhere. It's not on my social media, though. That's uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find it. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to dig in. We're going to yeah. dig in and find that for the fine people at home. Maybe when we post the replay of the podcast, we can edit yeah, it in there. For sure. For him. Or just, <laughs> he, he has it. He has it, Danilo said. <laughs> what do you mean he has it? He's good. Send He's it to me. You all the grief. To, the there you go, Danilo. Send it to yeah. Evan. If you have it, text it to him. Yeah. That's fantastic. Danilo's a big dog guy, too. He loves his yeah. dogs. Dude. is awesome. He shows me you videos like his dogs will be running around and his bird will be flying with him, like chasing him. Like, dude, Literal what? zoo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's zoo what? going on. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> How good is Danilo's grill game? Have you experienced his Dan- grill game? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, all, I've heard good things. Yeah, well, all, I mean, a lot of a lot of Brazilians cook really well. I they know. cook really good, uh, and the best style of food, in my opinion, man. charcoal oh, yeah. or an open flint, like mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, I love doing the. He has a. He'll have a cookout every year, mm-hmm. a gym cookout, and I I do some damage there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I eat a lot of food there. That's you can't stop. I mean, yeah, you can't stop. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, he yeah. and then he we got the top quality meat. You know, literally. Yep. Yeah. So Brad, the GM at Strip District Meats, trains at Indio mm-hmm. and then sponsors us. 
So now we get to do the meat bucks, which is one of my favorite things that mm-hmm. we do. And so for people watching who aren't familiar, every event, every fighter on the card is eligible to win, we call them strip district meat bucks. And it's from strip district meats. It's always hard to say. Have you ever said it out loud? Strip district strip meats. It like, district it, meats. It like yeah. runs together. They are the best in town, best yeah. meat in town. And the performance of the night gets $200 at strip district meats. So it's a sweet gift card. Like you can go load up. Hoot Lee won it last time and got like $200 of prime New York strip. You got a whole mm-hmm. New York strip loin cut down into steaks, vacuum sealed, they vacuum sealed it for them and everything. So. Are you thinking about that one? You got the meat bucks on the mind? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, food and like supplements and that that stuff's expensive. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I, anytime I get some free meat or, or, you know, free steak or anything like that, then yeah, I'm all for it for sure. How seriously do you take your diet? Are you big into nutrition? Do you really plan things out? So, I started, uh, I don't like count my calories or anything, but Mm. like I do, mostly I do, uh, like, I do carnivore with, with fruit. And uh, occasionally I'll throw some bro- like broccoli and uh, other vegetables in just for a filler. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's just like it's just meat and fruit. Night. That I mean, in my opinion, that's a good diet. You will hear, you know. Now, when I'm not in fight camp, place. though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> game, game on with that. Pizza. Yeah. I mean, pasta. I mean, pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What like what do you eat after weigh-ins? After weigh-ins, I have. Uh, I usually eat like I eat spaghetti. I'll eat some sort of pasta for sure. <laughs> sure. Danilo is cracking me up. He, he's he on saying? one right now. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> a, he, he drinks Mountain Dew in the morning before breakfast. No, before. I don't. I don't drink pop. He's lying. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't I don't know. Do Danilo is calling you a liar, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, to, I do, but he, yeah, <laughs> I eat c- the that. cereal, like Fruity Pebbles and stuff. Oh, a big cereal. Yeah, bag. I'll crush cereal. Oh, yeah, I was having an argument with him the other day. He's like, dude, granola, that's cereal. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm like, Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> Fruit Loops, <laughs> dude, that's cereal. <laughs> Danilo just said fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I. I gotta, I agree. I love Fruity Pebbles, but I gotta agree with Danilo too, dude. Like a good granola is actually really good. A good bowl of granola. I, I really met him good. in the middle. I found this cereal, it's Cheerios, and they mixed it with granola and almonds. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I eat that. That now. sounds awesome. <laughs> See you on open mats, Danilo said. Oh. You gotta remember this card. <laughs> dude, you're gonna go through it. <laughs> when is open mat? Uh, I think they start, it starts at five. Oh, it's today. Yeah. So I go, well, I got. I don't usually do open mats, but uh, I do privates with Mikey on Fridays. Okay. Yeah, nice. so I'll definitely be there for that. But I don't have anything to do after this, so I'll probably pop in there and do. Danilo will be mat. teaching you a lesson next open mats. Yeah. Which I want to talk about because I've heard I've heard tales of rolling with Danilo. How fun is that, Evan? It's not fun. <laughs> he he made me tap one time just from mount, just from pre- <laughs> like when I first started. Some I was mount pressure. Yeah, like so. Uh, <laughs> we were rolling the one day, and I was like thinking in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm just going all in and trying to get a takedown. And if I don't get it, <laughs> then it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I went in. I, I we scrambled for like probably like 30, 45 seconds, and then he finally controlled me, and then got knee on belly, and then got mount. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, what is so, happening? Yeah, I started panicking. He'll do. He'll get. He'll cover your mouth with his uh, hand. Yeah, brutal. He, it's not good. All all the little sneaky veteran tricks. Yeah. He'll do the chin and the eyeball too. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you know uh, Mark Kerr? Are you a big Mark Kerr? I heard of that historian. Name. It was like back in the day, one of the OG, the Smashing Machine. Big mm-hmm. roided up 
jacked. Like all the heavyweights back then, you know. Yeah. He won a fight by smashing his chin in a dude's eyeball one time. Really? Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Look into that. It's it's sure. about as brutal as it gets. Sport yeah. was a little different back well, then. Like, yeah. I saw that. What was that one that dude was just dropping elbows into this guy's groin? Yeah, that's uh, was that Keith Hackney and Joe's son? I think yeah. I know the one. Yes, and yeah. it was legal. Like, imagine yeah. that just gonna punch you in the balls, bro. That's one way to win. He probably doesn't have can't have kids now. No, yeah. no. But that's kind of the generation that Danilo grew up in as well. Like he's about that life mm-hmm. too. Like he has that kind of dog in him. So mm-hmm. how does he like? Help translate that to you. How do how do you pick up on? I don't really know the word. I'm t- like the dog is the best way I can put it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I said, his, well, his mentality is amazing. Like he's always pushing us, always wanting us to push as hard as we can. But he's he learned from his mistakes. Like he's safe now. He doesn't. We don't kill each other and spar into the head or anything like that. Like back when they nice. were in the Black Zillions, like oh, they yeah. were going to war every oh, day. Yeah. You know, so that's not healthy for your brain no. at all. And I'm glad that he does that because I. Would like to be able to form sentences when I'm older. Yes. Well, <laughs> look at. I mean, the Black Zillions are obviously that was one of the best teams ever. But if you look at them as as they went, they all ended their. Well, not all. That's not fair. A lot of them ended their careers very chinny, like mm-hmm. very chin. And it's like no wonder you're getting knocked out every. You know, I don't know how often in training, but you yeah. hear about them getting knocked out in training all the time. Yeah. It's not sustainable at some point. Well, that's what happens when you have the top dogs like all in one place. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. it's not like you're just sparring with Joe Schmo and he'll he'll catch you once in a while because you're mm. sparring. No, you're sparring with the most elite people, yeah. and they're trying to take your head off. And then you got like Tyrone Spong there too, like an elite <laughs> striker specifically mm-hmm. taking your head off. Like we yeah. saw, like what Alex Pereira's done in the UFC, like. When you're that level of striker going against an MMA fighter, gonna have a pretty significant advantage on the feet. It's a different kind of striking, Definitely. different level. Yeah, watching Alex Pereira just it hurts my head to watch him because like no his sense. technique, like he teaches technique different. Like he doesn't turn his hip over a lot. I know it doesn't. And it's make like sense. and that's like a no, like that's absolutely a no no. Like yeah. you're supposed to th- have your hip into your all of your shots and like yes. he he doesn't sometimes and he he flatlines people. I'm like I don't understand it. His leg kicks are the most amazing yeah, I've ever seen. He doesn't turn his hip over, so you can't see it. You don't Never. see him coming. Yeah, yeah. can't see it. Danilo said, I got to go, so he's he's going to leave you. Okay. Hi, girls. Later, Danilo. <laughs> see you later. He's great. Yeah. Oh, man. See you on Open Mat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Evan DeRussi coming to take it to Danilo at Open Mat. <laughs> <laughs> neck first off you're wearing it and you kind of spoke to it like representing indio but it's something that i i pick up on from everybody who trains there even we'll talk about like brad at mm-hmm. strip district meets you can tell he's very proud that he trains at indio yeah he has no intention of competing but being a part of that gym like it does instill some kind of pride in you guys and that's what it's cool it's to just see, it's a like i said it's a family and then like the the lineage is the biggest thing like you don't you don't want to disrespect these people because you know they put so much work in and so much time into this amazing sport, mm-hmm. and and they they helped build it to what it is. So it's like, you disrespect them, you're disrespecting the game. You yep. know? And facts. <clears throat> yeah. And then too, uh, he's like wild. There was a time he had a he had a kick for a while where he had an Orbeez gun, and would shoot me. Like I come to practice in the morning, and he'd be like la- laying it out the window, laying into me with this Orbeez gun. And it, I mean, it shoots like close to like. 
I think it was like 250 a second or something. <laughs> so it had like a sting to it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I told him, he got me like three times. He'd be like, you're late. I'm like, dude, I'm 10 minutes early. Like, I'm not late. You know? <laughs> you're late. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting you not late So at I all. told him the one day, I'm like, dude, I'm buying my own. I'm buy I bought it the one day. Nice. I never shot him, but he was cleaning the mats the one day and the window was open. And I left and I grabbed him in my car and I snuck up around the side and I put it right up to his chest. And I and he goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I could have freaking laid into you. Bro. <laughs> That's so good, dude. What does it shoot? Like, what do those guns actually shoot? They like, so you get these small, they're small little like, they're small like little tiny balls and you throw them in water for a long time and it absorbs the water. Interesting. Yeah, so they end up being like close to the size of airsoft BBs. Okay. But like you could shoot them at cars and stuff and it doesn't do anything. So like it's awesome to like That's sweet. Like you can have like Just a no damage. Yeah, yet. you can have like a shootout in Walmart parking lot oh or something if you wanted. I remember uh, I had it for there was like a month straight where I had it in my car on my floor. Yeah. Like yeah, in yeah. case like Danilo decided to start shooting me That's the one so day. Good. That's so good. I remember when he was posting videos there for a little while with that thing. Yeah. And I was just like, what even is that? Yeah. Like, what do you have? You do gotta watch the eyes though if you, you hit the for sure. Yeah, you'll for sure. eyes up. But. He posted a video one time training with a real handgun. And yeah. I was like, it's gotta be one of the only people on earth that like I would rather you just shoot me. I'd rather yeah. face Danilo with a gun than Danilo with no gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Imagine like you get a gun off him and you don't know who he is, <laughs> and then he just starts freaking just just like, leg I'm kicking you or lose. something. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, me with a gun versus Danilo with no gun, he would still totally yeah, beat probably. me. There's no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no winning with that guy. Yeah. That's but like yeah. John Jones too. It's like yes. if you don't know who that is, yes. he's like so lethal with guns. Oh. You get a gun yeah. off him and he just beats the crap out yeah. of you. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, you just can't win. Do you see that guy that uh Sean Strickland? Yeah. Sean yeah. Strickland. yeah. <laughs> How ridiculous. Talk about the worst house possible to yeah. wind up at. For sure. That's why uh well, it's nice to see that sometimes because you know that he's not just all talk. Right. Like he's actually a oh, psychopath. Yeah. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's never been a doubt in my mind that he is actually a psychopath. Yeah. Like he prayed for a moment like that. Yeah. You know how much he probably loved that? Yeah. He's like, he just waiting every day. Just please yeah. somebody come on break yeah. in. <laughs> Be on my property. Just once. There's this one comedian he was talking about. Uh he had like he had, his home defense was a bow and arrow. He's like, <laughs> dude, he's like, dude, that's horrible. Oh. He goes, imagine sneaking to somebody's house and all of a sudden you're thoof, and then you got an arrow sticking oh. out of your chest. <laughs> dude, that, honestly, I like, yeah. yeah like if you legit. really want to teach a home invader a lesson, yeah. Arrow. Hit him with a couple arrows. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you shoot bow? No, I don't. Okay. No. Have you ever shot a bow? Uh, yeah, I shot. We had the classes in high school where we oh, shot. Nice. We shot uh, compound bows. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's but fun, man. I shoot guns a good bit. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you and Hoot can bond over that. Yeah, we haven't went shooting yet though. But we're we're all trying to set up a day where me, Danilo, him, and a couple people from the gym could go That'd to, be his, awesome. to his place. He has like he has a wild bunch of wild guns. It'd I wouldn't fun. shoot with Hoot. I wouldn't do it. I'm, to, oh, oh. I'm gonna be watching. Definitely he literally watching. told it when he was on the podcast. He told a story about almost shooting his friend with a shotgun. I think it was a shot. I think they were hunting birds. Yeah. And I'm just like, be careful, bro, dude. Hoot. Yeah. It's a gun. <laughs> it's gonna yes. it could kill somebody. <laughs> nah. Whatever. I ate a snake later that day. I'm yeah. good. Ridiculous. So, talk about your progression. You're on the brink of advanced amateur after this fight. Um how soon do you want to go pro like how far ahead are you mapping out your career well i don't try to i try not to look too far ahead because you got to focus on what fight you're at mm -hmm. but um i'd like to get 
I'd like to be where in Hoot's position, not right now, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, he won. He's three and zero. Goes in there fighting for the first advanced amateur win. At like my fifth fight, if I like I'm it. Four and zero, you know, going into there. I mean, if it, yeah, like you said, if you're four and zero, I'm one fight at a time for us as well with stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I could totally see you being in a title fight by yeah. your fifth fight. For maybe sure. get a couple more. Maybe go around a couple other organizations, get a couple belts too, and then yeah. it's up to the, like I said, it's up to the coaches though. I mean, they know way more than I do, so whatever they say goes. Honestly, that's smart. But, that's smart. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I question? <laughs> them when they've done it already they like, know what they're doing that's a silly yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah they kind of got a handle on this for yeah. sure yeah. that's cool man I, I love hearing that you're looking at it as a long-term play i think mm -hmm. every move you've made has been really smart to this point like mm -hmm. wanting a tough fight as well like tyler wellen on the 16th mm -hmm. it's a tough fight that's a good test for you at this stage in your career and a good test for him at this stage in his career yeah and I, I know like he's hyped to fight for us too which is always a cool feeling and i i just have a feeling you guys are going to put on an absolute banger yeah i know nothing about that guy which is that yeah. makes it fun yeah, probably on like, one level like yeah, for you don't sure. know what's gonna happen for sure yeah dude i uh dude my um i'm actually glad that i fought all three rounds my first two fights because that i mean i have 12 minutes that's not a lot to a lot of people but 12 minutes in the cage right now that's pretty good for it's the most fights. you could have exactly yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah it's really good i have a lot more experience than most i've been in situations where i had to work out of and work through adversity right and then uh i also learned a lesson from my last fight i attempted too many strikes and and punched myself out and so now i know to pick my shots more i actually like i counted how many strike attempts i had that fight i had 102 <laughs> in six minutes, in six minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah i'm like God. and hats off to travis because it he dude i couldn't i hit him with like some shots i'm like dude i don't know how yeah, like, and I saw two. Well, he would shoot. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he would. I would rock him. He would shoot and then pull guard. Right. And I should have just. I should have just stood him back up. Right. Whatever. You know, it's learn. Like I said, learning. learning. That's that's good. Like you said, that cage time is super valuable. But yeah, yeah I'm glad you mentioned Travis because I want to shout out Travis too. First off, yeah. he was awesome to work with. Like I just liked him as a person, and he was super cool, super nice. Mm. And after that fight, there was a great picture of you punching him in the face like it was a great picture and i had to post it and he messaged me like joe he's like man why'd you have to do me dirty post i'm like i'm sorry dude that dude, picture that is awesome it's a sick picture for sure <laughs> yeah, i'm glad that you know exactly yeah. the one i'm talking yeah, about the spits coming yeah, out yeah, yeah, sweat yeah. And i'm like wow how perfect got is the this? wrinkles in the face yeah the punch yeah. face was like so good yeah. i mean i love like shout out to our photographers chris bermudo maddie sunday paul luke mm -hmm. andrew Pala, who anthony brandy now like we do rotate bermudo's always there but then the second photographer kind of is a rotate based on who's available mm -hmm. but i think that the one we're talking about i think was paul luke and man such yeah. a good shot dude it made me look ripped i look jacked in some of those pictures you know what i mean and i'm like dude i know that's a lot of camera work dude, there, <laughs> there's a picture after your debut after they announce you as the winner you're like flexing and yelling at danilo he's like taking a picture of you and i was like dude evan's jack like i yeah. didn't realize he was that jack yeah dang this, i mean i don't know maybe i am but i don't think i am <laughs> like sometimes the pictures i'm sure they got some they do some trickery a little, though. A little yeah. bit of lighting a little bit of shading yeah i don't know I, yeah. I don't think they can make me look like that. Can you do that? <laughs> you do that for me? Dude, everybody be paid for him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Please take my headshots. Actually, let me take my shirt off. Anyway, 
Yeah, man. I, I love your progression. I think it's super smart. Like I said, it's one thing to go out and just murder everybody in 10 seconds. That That's impressive in its own right. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you're going to meet a dog that can hang with you. And yep. then you're going to find out what you actually got in you. And you already know. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen it twice now already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, he, too, like, uh, Wobby split my nose, too. Like literally, like the first 30 seconds. So I had yeah. to deal with that, too. I mean, Danilo was mad at me after that first round. He was mad at me. Were you reckless? It, no, I, I wasn't. It wasn't that I was reckless. No, like I was throwing shots good, like doing what my striking coach told me to do. But like he wanted me to take him down, and, mm. and I didn't. And I was like, mm. he comes in, he goes, you know, take him down. And then find that second round, I kept going, pushing the pace on him, and I got those two real good flurries. And then after that, Danilo was like. You there we go. Yeah, because he go. didn't know he didn't know what I was about. Like I said, uh, when I'm in the gym, like in sparring and stuff, I'm not as I'm not as good. Yeah, you know. But like in that fight, it just something clicks where. Nice. And two, like you don't want to hurt your your teammates and stuff. So like a lot of shots and stuff I right. throw, they're, they're pulling they, them just. They, yeah, they don't land, yeah. and then it's like you know, and that one shot can change a fight for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think he. Uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about injuries, but we were saying like that was a fight of the year contender mm -hmm. kind of thing. I think he got injured from hitting you so much in that. Yeah, he hurt his hand, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said yeah, it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of him like holding his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has but he fought? Since no, then? he's been dealing with that hand. And, really? And Yeah. I, actually, I want to clip this and send it to him because we have a couple matches. Like, I would love to get him back in. Dude, he's good. Yeah, he's first off. He's awesome to work with. Like, mm -hmm. I like him. Yeah, come 100%. back, Sam. Come back. This worked for Bo Bassett. Can it work for Sam? Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. Just call you out on the podcast. I think he actually. I feel like he was like trying. To, we were trying to match up a Muay Thai fight with me and him. Nice, but I don't know. Run it back. I like that. I don't know what happened there. Are you interested in competing like at a sprawl event at some point? Does grappling yeah. super fight interest you? Yeah, nice. I'd like to do that. Um, I prefer getting on your fight cards though when you have them because they're the same. It's either one or the other. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be on your, be on sure. your fight cards. But um, if you weren't able to get me on one, yeah, I'd do a sprawl for sure. It's fair to say we'd rather have you on the fight card too, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I'm trying to do a Muay Thai bout in January. As nice, well. dude. So, well, I'm trying to be really active. Busy next for year. you, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Because it's, it's just, I'm, I have to work through like the, have to work through all the nerves all over again because I'm not competing enough. Like I only competed three times in the last two or two times, you know, in the last two years. I like, and it's like. I'd like to get one at least every other month, you know. And I know you guys can't do that all the time because you, you can only put so many people on a car. Right. But so I need to start going to different organizations and stuff and getting a little bit more fights in. But, I got uh, I got good news for Evan Derusi. We're working on something that I heard. might change that for you. I heard. I'm sure I heard. Danilo has. Well, no, you guys yeah, were we talking talk about, about it on the podcast. It. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How's yeah, that yeah. going? Good, man. Yeah, it's coming along. That process like, is uh, crazy. Process is crazy. You guys are smart with it because you're literally modeling yourself after the best fighting organization in the world. It's not the most like rocket science. No, it's not. Here. <laughs> it's yeah. not at all. Yeah. Like people were saying that they're like that's smart, and I'm like, yeah, but like not really. Like all you gotta do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah. if you follow that, you're gonna be successful for sure, at least at the regional level. I mean, you know, if you're not gonna be worldwide, yeah, you know, right. But, people are, people overestimate the money that's in this, and that's why I think like. New promotions are always shocked when they pop up and they have a show. They're like, "That's not at all." First off, it's way harder than you expect to run a show. Like I'll say myself, my first show as GM, like I was 
so out of my depth, man. I had no idea what I was doing. And like, if it was only up to me, that show would have never happened. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so hard to run a well-organized, nice show where you've got the lights, you've got ring announcers, people are coming out in the correct order. Like, there's so much that goes in. I'm sure you just being a part of two events can kind of see, like, all the oh, pieces yeah. that are in place. It's yeah, crazy. And, but those little details you pay attention to, that's what set, set you guys apart. Yeah. You know? Thanks, and that's man. That's we what's important. Yeah. <clears throat> we yeah. we have other things like we're always trying to each the only time, thing is get more gear more gear yeah because okay. when when we're in those when like there's oh, deep yeah, yeah, there's yeah. bigger yeah. cards it sucks not getting your fight gear until like two fights out you know what i mean like that stuff sucks <laughs> dude this was so funny because who the last card who wanted his gloves uh -huh. for like 30 45 minutes maybe who wanted yeah. his gloves and i kept telling jesse and jesse was like freaking out oh he he's got like, mad oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he got he's mad like, at me i'll get him when i can't and yeah, like i get he's, yeah. he's very well, yeah, busy too yeah but overwhelmed get, yeah, but yeah, yeah i came well they set me up for failure my co like my uh, coach uncle jeff he's like go ask him. he's like go ask him like did you ask yet and he goes no and so i'm uh, like all right so i went up i'm like hey bro can we get who's then he's like i told him five minutes ago you know i'm like i didn't they told me that you didn't even know yet dude, don't <laughs> mess with jesse acting on fight night that dude is all business he's so, he's great dude he's yeah. like a super vital part of our team super yeah. thankful for him jesse kills it. assistant gm do you hear jesse the, acting. that one kid popped a dislocated his shoulder warming oh up. my god yeah dude danilo was he the one that reset yes. it yeah. yeah listen he <laughs> <laughs> He had that hat with the American flag and his name on the back. Yeah. So like they thought he was uh he was a vet. Like no. somebody, he popped this dude's shoulder back in and the parent like the paramedic was like, How long did you serve? You know, did I was like start to laugh because I didn't serve. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh the obviously Portuguese guy. How long did yeah. you serve in the American military? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I, I was cracking up. It was Isaac Greeley and Danilo helping put his shoulder back in place. And I was like, hey, he's in the right hands. Like, yeah. these are two great guys to do this. Yeah. You, got, you got the right crew. Yeah. He reset my shoulder before, <laughs> back in the back a while ago, a long time ago. Like yeah. A year or two ago. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. I think it was actually last winter. Remember, I was supposed to get on that last. Yep. Yeah. I do I remember that. I do remember okay, that. Yeah, I'm not getting on that one. Yeah. Hey, man, it's all part of the process, and it works out the way it should, mm -hmm. especially for somebody like you who's in the gym all the time. Time off doesn't mean you're losing anything. You're mm -hmm. you're going to be better than last time we saw you. I know that for mm -hmm. a fact because of the work you're putting in. Like mm -hmm. For an amateur, there's no – obviously, you don't want to be making your pro debut when you're 38 years old, <laughs> but there's no mega rush. Like, get to pro when you're ready. Dude, I'm 22. Yeah, like there's exactly. some you see yeah. some fighters come in the UFC and stuff. They're in their thirties. Yeah. yeah, you got time. Yeah, and then too is there. There's a path. Like I see the path. You mm -hmm. know, like you, you get some get some amateur fights on your belt. Maybe a couple belts in amateur. You go pro. Hopefully, I can get the LFA because, and I'd still fight. You know, with you guys as well. But sign a contract to LFA because you look at them. They you you win five six fights in a row at LFA and then the UFC pulls you. Yeah, like, I mean it's yeah, you've LFA seen it multiple you've seen it multiple times. Like mm -hmm. that's just that's the path right now, and that's a great path to have because Danilo literally he's I think he's friends with the manager at definitely yeah. at LFA. Yeah, so. Ed Suarez the owner. Is he the or whatever he is with yeah. him? Yeah, I think he owns. It. But yeah, the LFA belt is essentially a UFC contract. Like mm -hmm. when you become the LFA champ, that means come get me UFC. Like I'm yep. ready for yeah. Yeah, That's what we like our belt to be too. We we were two for two with Kama and De Jesus going on to bigger organizations. Now Goss is the dual champ, 
And he's got something. He needs to go. He needs to go. I don't understand that. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand that. Like, what more do you got to do? Win six straight? Win two belts? I did see the I mean, unless he tried yeah. getting to LFA for a little bit, but... Right. It might not make sense at that. It doesn't, though. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. He's holding two belts exactly. at Exactly. Yeah. I don't he, know. I did see the new season of the Ultimate Fighter is featherweights, though. So I think if he's applying for that and gets on that... That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. That could be really fun. Yeah. We'll see, man. Yeah, that'd it's be really fun. fun. I but, definitely would tune into that for sure. Yeah. But it's cool to have this level of talent in Pittsburgh. Like, seeing mm-hmm. the scene grow, every fight card, like, gets bigger. The pool gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. You can just see all these... You mentioned, like, Noah Gaudiello popped mm-hmm. up out of nowhere. Now there's another welterweight for to potentially match up with you in the future. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Dan Walters, the guy who, who fought, like... They always come out of nowhere, and it's just like this is this he's is like great, on, man. He's on a two fight winning streak now, isn't he? Dan, yeah, yeah. yep, he's two and one. He's advanced now. That's gonna be a fun one too. I'd like to, I'd like to uh, get in there with him too. Absolutely, dude. So, plenty on the table for you, man. But first up, Ty Llewellyn, December sixteenth. Yep, not looking past him. I like I said, I've been putting the work in, and I'm ready to uh, showcase my skills and put it on him. Nice. So, if anybody watching wants to support Evan and the whole Indio team. Get your tickets, 247fighting.com, or talk to Evan. Do you have any? Yeah, I do. I I have a good bit still. There you go. Talk to Evan. Get those tickets. Come support. He's got a freaking awesome fight with Tyler Wellen, like we said. Coming up December 16th, Monroeville Convention Center, 247fighting.com, or get your tickets to come because it's cool when you're there. But if you can't be there, Watch the live stream on our apps. Can I thank uh, sponsors too? Yeah, so I want to thank Vesta 88 River House. Talked about them earlier. I want to thank the GRM Contracting. And then I want to thank, I got a new sponsor actually today, which is nice, uh, Pacey's Dining. Pacey's? Uh, Yeah, Pacey's. They have incredible wings. Yeah, that's right in Brownsville. I love their Yeah, Pacey's is legit. Those ghost wings? Yes. They have the mac and cheese like ghost uh, bites now. Those are really good too. I'm pretty jealous of that sponsorship, dude. Yeah, not it's not, lie. dude. I, well, the dude, one of the, uh, I know the father, or the guy that owns it. It's a father of uh, two people I wrestled with. They're friends of mine. So nice. I, we, were, I was sitting there hanging out with them one day, and I never asked them. I'm like, hey, I was like, do you sponsor? And they're like, yeah, you know, we'd sponsor you for sure. And so then cool. They nice. they hooked that up for me. I'm grateful for all that. Yeah, that all helps out. They need a. Uh, Darusi signature wing sauce or something for yeah, fight right? night. Yeah, or like a sandwich or the, something. The, bull, <laughs> the bulldog sauce. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Cool. Good for you. That, that's cool that you're getting sponsors and, and doing the thing. That's good experience for amateurs too because a lot of people don't know, but like you can't pay amateur fighters. It's literally illegal. You get your promotion license revoked. Like can't mm-hmm. do it. It's like a college athlete. Yeah. Just can't do it. But you can make sponsorship money. You can make commission on ticket sales. You can make commission on our pay per view sales and things like that. So I'm trying to talk them into. Uh, I'm trying to talk them into buying the stream and uh, putting it on the That'd bar be cool. at the bar yeah. too. Yeah, that'd be. Really Have them talk sick. to us. We'll, we'll coordinate that for yeah, sure. That'd yeah. be sick. Cool, man. Well, Evan Derusi versus Tyler Wellen, December sixteenth at the Monroeville Convention Center. You guys gotta be there. Get your tickets. Get them off Evan. Get them at two four seven fighting.com, Wherever you get them. Just make sure you get them because this fight's a banger. We can't wait, dude. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming in, man. This Thank- was awesome. Yep. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. yeah.